0: Struggling for Purpose for Tuesday, November 10th, 2020. My name is John Wilkerson. Today I'm talking with Minister Christopher Perkins. He's a pastor in Jackson, Tennessee, and we are going to be having a conversation about urban apologetics. I first met Minister Christian I first met Minister Perkins. Through the Christian Podcasters Association, and we've been connected over Instagram mostly. We've had great conversations, and I saw him talking about urban apologetics on his podcast, so I thought I would bring him here to have a discussion about it as well. Minister Perkins, welcome to the podcast.
1: All right, glad to be here. Glad to be here.
0: Can you give my listeners just an idea or your definition of urban apologetics before we get started?
1: All right. Uh, urban apologetics is first, um, I want to say that it is linked to apologetics in general, which is defending the faith, uh, having a reasonable, logical answer. Uh, but with uh, urban apologetics, urban apologetics sets out to address unique Uh, issues and problems in the urban setting or um, in uh, the black, black urban setting for uh, black Christians, Christians of color. So, you know, in a nutshell, that's pretty much it. It defends some of the problems that urban uh, Christians might face that overall Christians might not be aware of or might not face in their setting.
0: And do you do you currently live in in, in an urban area or is it suburban? Uh, I couldn't really tell from some of the some from some of the pictures you put on,
1: on Instagram. Uh, it, uh, more of a yeah, pretty much urban.
0: For someone like me who lives in a suburban area, it's predominantly white. I'm not going to run into this very often unless unless I want to drive about an hour down down the road and 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 witness to. Uh, the African-American community there, people of color there. Let's start with this. How do you see how white people are received when they come and try and share the gospel uh, in an an urban setting with people of color?
1: Just going by my experience and what I see in my community, uh, it's pretty well received. And quite often, you will have a a white church, uh, large congregation uh, that will come into the urban communities and they might have outreach programs. And there are several children that will, they will pick them up and they have different activities and things like this. So I, I from my perspective, it's pretty well received and, and um, you know, from from in my city in my town, it's it's well received, and I will also say um, not to get an issue started, but you know some some concerns from some of the local black churches would be that, uh, well, you have these larger congregation churches coming in, and they have more activities, and they're taking our youth, you, you know, and <laughs> but. You know, this is how it is. And it's usually because the congregation is bigger. They have more resources. The facility is, is a whole lot bigger.
0: What are some of those challenges that you face when you're when you're witnessing to, to people?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, some of the things that some of the issues that uh, I have heard and I just want to be uh, transparent and say the, there are some issues that I have had growing up and this is one uh one reason why urban apologetics kind of uh appeals to me because of the issue of um the racial identity and some of the issues that, uh, of Christianity being a white man's religion. I mean those are the things I've heard and those are the things that I have, you know, experienced coming up so I had to wrestle with those things myself at this point in time what I would tell people, you know, first of all is to uh we're gonna start with Jesus, you know. Uh first focus on know that you have a relationship with him. And I would, you know, I always encourage people to to uh, to research, you know, the truth is out there. Learn the Bible or certain passages, research them, uh what did they mean in the original original language and um let people know that Christianity uh existed uh, was well established before some of the current things like uh, the issue with slavery or the, you know, uh, things like that. So I, I let people know like, hey, you have to look at the timeline and urban apologetics addresses some of those facts or misinformation that have been spreaded. And I hate to say it by You know, some of it came about from white supremacy, um, had used the Bible and certain scriptures to to um, lead people astray or to, you know, have that misunderstanding in the uh, in the black community. So we had the urban apologetics definitely uh, deals with it and addresses that.
0: When we were talking about about putting this uh, interview together, I mentioned to you that uh, I'm an army brat. And yeah. Uh, so So my experience with, with race is completely different from what a lot of Americans have because when I was on a military base, the Hispanics and the blacks and the Asians, right? All mm. the all the dudes I ha- hung out yeah. with, their dads were enlisted. We had the same socioeconomic status. We, we right. went to the same school we shopped at the same stores, we listened to a lot of the same music, watched the same TV shows, and then I came to the United States, and <laughs> it took like 15 or 20 years before I kind of woke up to the fact of, oh, wait a minute, that was not a normal experience
1: right. for, for I most people history. in the United States. Yes, yes. You
0: know, <clears throat> so, um, so as I've come to the realization of that and started looking at that, and realizing, yeah, that that was that's a privileged position to have. And it's kind of almost like, man, wouldn't it be great if all of the US <laughs> yeah. were were like that and 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 integrated. And I wasn't even a I wasn't even a Christian at the time. Um and when I look back at it now, I'm like, man, that's that's you know, except for the some of those bad stuff that went on, that's, that's heaven, right? That's, yeah. that's, that's the new earth. When, when everything gets remade, we're all going to be together.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're definitely right. You're definitely right. And you know, uh, this, this one thing that Christianity instead studying the scriptures has taught me that at the end of the day, you know, there's no partiality. There's no, uh, creed or race that's going to be put, you know, uh before another and 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 this is what we should all aim for. But at the same time while we are here, you know, we are in this world but not other's world and then we have to learn how to navigate because there there are differences uh which I believe that God created on purpose, you know, uh he gave us uh d- culture. He gave us, you know, different uh traits and characteristics not so much to for us to to use that as as a measuring stick of uh, i'm better than you are you know you're not as good as me but to to enjoy each other to enjoy the the human experience and the relationship be, uh, be uh, you know with diversity you know like hey i i see that you y'all do this this is cool uh, you do this this is cool you know so um you know, in the end, uh, that's what Christianity is about, and 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 I think it's you know because of sin, of course, that we have taken some of the our differences and things, and and you know, and used it uh, in a bad way. And it's nothing new under the sun. It's nothing new under the mm-hmm. sun. You know, there was. Yeah. Uh, Racial and culture differences, you know, between I mean the 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 uh, the Hebrews and the you know the Gentiles, you know, so right. it's it's nothing new one of the sun. <laughs> yeah,
0: and the, the the whole situation with the Samaritans too was just right, right, it, it, right. You know that was a, that was a big deal uh, to yeah. in the Jewish community, and yeah. and Jesus addressed it in a parable, he, and, and he addressed it multiple ways. Um, yeah, and, and and I think that's one of the things that um, that I'm I'm coming to understand. And and if, if you could just kind of share your experience with this, we've talked about lived experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said said growing up, you had <laughs> you had issues with Christianity. Yeah, <laughs> Sh- share some of those things and how you got over them. And and if someone were speaking to you about those issues. How how would how would you uh, address those
1: same issues? Wow, um, I grew up. Um, my mom and my stepdad, my stepfather, is a pastor. He's a minister, so I grew up in church, and the way I grew up in church, um, yeah, we was every Sunday. Every Wednesday for Bible study, uh, I didn't know when I was getting out of church on a Sunday. I, sometimes I was uh, I was fooled because I would think that we we're going home, and then we end up going to another church. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute, you know? So, uh, so yes, I definitely grew up in in uh, in, in church, and um, so that's what I was used to. And and as I became older, you know, I developed my own relationship with with Christ, uh, I got baptized at an early age. But um, in my teenage years, as I started to grow, um, I became curious, and I had a friend, a good friend. We're, we're still friends today. And as we're coming up, you know, we're having, we're experiencing uh, things that, you know, uh, African-American a uh, young man, or boy, would would face and you know the issue with race and identity and and uh, and seeing pro- police brutality and and living in a community. You know, I, I'm in Tennessee, so I see you know we see a lot of uh, rebel flags and, <laughs> and 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 things like that. And and so, me and my friend, we was all about seeking the truth. Um, now at this point in time, you have, well, I'm talking about present day, you have the the conscious of uh, the woke community. Well, back in the nineties, it was all about, it wasn't being woke. It was all about being, uh, being conscious, you know? So these are the people who, who was really into the, the uh, the black history and, and exposing the truth and had the dreads and, uh like poetry and spoken words and doing hip hop and, and all of this. So, you know, I, that's what I was into. Um, but yet I was, I was a believer at the same time. And, you know, um, we were all about seeking the truth. So we, I would read not only the Bible, but I was curious about other, other faiths and religion, um, um, uh, uh, Islam, You know the Quran, Um, so you know we were being influenced by that, and we, my friends and myself, we were, you know, uh, wanting to express our blackness (laughs) and being proud, you know, by the way we dressed and the music we listened to and the way we uh, wear our hair. So that um, going through that phase, I met people. Uh, Who are rosters, rosters. And and, and, um, so I would listen to them, talk to them and they would give me different perspectives or the thing that got me. They would talk about social issues that wasn't talked about in church. And I'm like, man, you know, this is what I I've been, you know, yeah, that's right. You know, I, I've been this is what I want to hear. You know, they don't talk about this at church, you know. And it was with so much, you know, it was with so much uh power and 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 energy and, and fierceness, you know, uh, that was really attracted, uh attracted me to um these other uh, beliefs and and other uh, things. So um Another thing is that these other teachings, it attracted me also because this, the spirituality of it, you know, I grew up in in church. So some of the things were similar, you know, to Christianity, which it, it, it attracted me because I said, you know, this sounds familiar. I kind of, this sounds like what they talk about in church, but it's a, it's a spin to it. Um, And just to kind of sum things up, uh, one experience that really got me was uh, we was talking with a guy and he had a Bible in his hand. And, you know, he was saying, once you learn the truth uh, about the lies that the white man put in the Bible, you will say F that Bible. And he didn't say F, he said something (laughs) else. And he he threw that Bible down on the ground. And my friends was like, yeah, right on it. I was like, wait a minute. This dude just threw a Bible on the ground. Wait, wait a minute. Something clicked. Like, wait a minute. I think this is as far as I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. So, uh, you know, those are the things that I experienced. And uh, I, I I even admit for a while. I mean, I was just searching uh, for a while. I I didn't even consider myself as a Christian. I just consider mm. myself as somebody that you know was a seeker of truth. And mm. uh, nowadays, I see that in other people because they say that they are not uh, a Christian; that they're just spiritual. <laughs> right. Uh, and I I see the similarity. But what helped me was, um, I guess what what w- really helped me out was, in a strange way, when I went through the, those phases and um, got got to learn more about you know the different types of, of religions and and um, I seen that there was some error in in it because they um, some of the people that I was. Meeting with, they would call out. Their big thing was, you know, calling out the 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 er- eras of Christianity and and history. But once I got involved with some of these people, I seen that they wasn't as righteous as they proclaim and yeah. there was errors in there, and it made me take a step back. And all in all, I kind of went full circle. You know, I went back to the Bible. I went back to really I really had an encounter with Christ and it was something, um, you know, God had always had a calling on me. And, you know, from and I started to understand that that's why I was always want to seek truth and knowledge and 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 and. uh, know him, you know, and I guess I just went about <laughs> in a, a roundabout way. But uh yeah, going back, I went full circle and 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 you know, I can honestly say that through all my experiences um with uh searching that the experience I have with God outweighs it was different than mm. any other experience you know, that I had uh, while I was out there searching and, 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 you know, and that's, that's, that's what I would tell people, you know, I can, I can tell them, Hey, I've been through this. Um, Yeah. I understand, you know, uh, Farrakhan or the 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 black Muslims, yeah, that looks uh, that's attractive. That looks that looks interesting. Or the five percenters, uh, the Moors, the you know, I, I the, the being a Rasta or you know, I said I get all of that. It looks appealing, you know, because those are people that look like you, and 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 there's so much you know heritage and culture within it. Uh, yeah, it looks interesting. But, um, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't compare to Christ. It, it, um, and for somebody that's always looking for mistakes within Christianity, there's errors everywhere. Not within the, so much the faith, but the people. Right. You know? So <laughs> right. if you want to tear down a leader, uh, in Christianity, uh, where you could tear down other people and other leaders in in, in other sets, you know. So, <laughs> but it, but we're not the standard.
0: I think any kind of belief system mm-hmm. that elevates people that look like you above people who don't look like you, you're going right. to be drawn to that. And you know we we've we've seen some of that. Uh, kind of make its way out into the public with um with some predom- with some uh uh kind of popular uh african-american celebrities i'm i'm thinking of uh nick cannon when he came out with the uh-huh. you know uh you know that whole thing that he said and people yeah. were like what
1: <laughs> yeah yeah he <laughs> yeah they cost him, it, but Mm-hmm.
0: but that's one of the things that you would you would face when you're when you're going and you're trying to present the gospel to someone
1: right right that's that and to that be people honest
0: actually, people think that way yeah
1: and to be honest you know years ago i you know i i, I would be in that circle you know talking mm-hmm. the, same, the same talk but you know uh i don't i don't get caught up in that because now i see that you know, it's really just a sin, a issue of sin. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, there's no skin tone, no skin color that's attached to it. You know, that's right. the issue of the heart, you right. know, and, yeah. and no, and no race has, has the authority or the right to, you know, downplay another, uh, race of, of people you know, because Mm -hmm. it's nobody, none of us are without sin. Mm -hmm. And so that's what, you know, I didn't see. Also, I want to backtrack because I seen a lot of aggression, you know, in some of the other sets and other beliefs. It was, it was too, it was a lot of, a lot of anger. And I think this because of the frustration, you know, in the black community. And uh, I think that urban, apologetics sets out to address that as well because there's, there's some anger. There's a, there's a lot mm-hmm. of anger. And I believe that urban apologetics um, sets out to, to address those those anger issues uh, mm. in the community, you know?
0: Yeah. So we are recording this the day after the presidential election.
1: <laughs> are they still counting? Uh, they still counting? About-
0: they are still counting. Oh. They are still counting. <laughs> Um uh, and, uh, and 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 I mean this is going to come up. Black people vote differently than than white people do. Than white evangelicals do, they have different things that concern them. Uh, than 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 white people do, and so so when they vote, they're not necessarily voting because they, I mean. I don't know. You tell me. Are 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 they voting because they're 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 voting for who they think will uh, help them more, or because it's really addressing social? I mean, what are the important political issues?
1: One thing uh, that's a big issue is yeah, being represented is looking for a candidate that's going to you know uh, represent the minority, represent. Uh, uh, the black America, you know, uh, is the candidate going to speak, speak for us and address, you know, issues that are, uh, that we are facing, you know, this, this, that's a big play. That's a big issue. Um, Because one thing that really caused, it was already a rift and a divide, but the fact that uh, President Trump didn't, did not make any uh, really direct comments are um, about the police brutality that's happened recently, and the uh, um, I think Ahmad Aubrey. It was uh, something else after that. Um, he, the way he he kind of really kind of dismissed. It seemed like he dismissed it. You know that rub that rubbed people the wrong way. So. Uh, that's a factor, you know, am, am I going to be represented, represented? Um, and it's kind of funny because that's what everybody really wants. But it seems that as if within uh, a black community that it doesn't it doesn't always happen. So that's that's a key thing. You know, are they going to address issues um, that's key to us?
0: You mentioned the bigger churches coming in with more finances compared to the smaller churches i mean if you're in a smaller church it's and and you're ministering to in your congregation is primarily made up of of poor people how do you reach out to to the community and serve the community when the finances just may not be there to do it
1: what we have to be taught is Hmm, it's an interesting thing. I because within some of the black churches in the settings, there are certain teachings. I, I just say old school, where it's just strictly uh, the Bible, and and it really doesn't. The teaching really doesn't go into other areas of people's lives as far as um, finances and things and business and you know and wealth it they talk they talk about it but it's really it's really limited so I noticed in my in my community that there are a lot of churches a lot of black churches but they're small and you know as as a kid growing up, I, I would always wonder, you know, why aren't things different when you have a church on um, every corner? I almost say every corner, you know, and um, that has something to do with the the difference with the uh, the economics, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you have people that's that's they're struggling, uh, you know, on with the nine to five and you know, it it does make a, it makes a difference as uh, as to how far they reach is in the ministry and and the impact. Um, And a lot of times, you know, I remember growing up, a lot of older blacks, you know, they were just taught and they believed that certain things that you don't really need to get into as far as um, what happened with assisting, you know, uh, with economics and and you know uh, acquiring wealth, and it's always you know it's been kind of a stigma, like you know that's not for us or you know we don't have no place in that, <laughs> but uh, that it, it's so many factors, so many things that factor into that you know, to that uh to the equation. And uh like you said, uh with the, the bigger churches coming in, they have more reach and, and more and more influence. And you know, going back to uh urban apologetics, um we really need to um there just needs to be more teaching on how to um uh, uh really adapt to the ways to the things that's going on now um uh, and and you know urban apologetics deals with it um all the areas of you know finances and manhood and you know because th- when when there's a single mother household you know that makes things difficult <laughs> versus yeah uh two parent uh, household with two incomes. So, you know, those are issues that need to be addressed and that, you know, they can help uh, better the the community and, and better the, uh, the outlook for, you know, our urban, uh, the urban community and the urban churches. So it's just a lot that, can, <laughs> that uh, you can pick apart and pinpoint.
0: I've seen a lot where, where you've, you've posted online where you guys have gone to, rake someone's yard or you've you've been giving out food or you've been uh doing oh, yes. repairs at yeah. a, at people's houses and um and that's got to be i mean in some communities where you know maybe half your congregation doesn't have a job uh and and, and doesn't have doesn't have the there's just not the finances it's got to be more hands on at that point you know than you know, we'll help you pay instead of helping you pay rent, we'll help you repair your car so you don't have so you don't have to use that money to repair your car. You can use it for your rent or whatever.
1: Well I say that, you know, the uh my pastor, he's very he 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 wants the people to grow. He's concerned about a spiritual growth, you know, being mature. And he's also concerned about how we live day to day and be, being practical so we have had courses on grant writing he's brought people in you know um and he he wants to educate he educates us you know on on the business side of things and that's what's needed because traditionally a lot of uh you know, I'm just going off of my experience, uh, a lot of times the black church really doesn't doesn't deal with it or you know, bring that type of information in. And I think it's really a um, a big issue of uh being practical. You know, being practical. And and um, but my pastor, he's all about that. So, you know, yes, we we've gone out to the the community and to the local uh you know, the neighborhoods nearby and passed out food and, and things like that. And, uh, really just, you know, get out there and meet with the people and, 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 you know, his thing is, is, you know, we, he wants us to grow spiritually and, you know, grow, um, 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 uh, our resources so we can be available for the people so we can have a resource for the people, you know, when they, when they come in. So, uh, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. There needs to be more education.
0: If there's a church that's outside of the, outside of the urban setting, what can they do? How can they partner with churches in urban settings to make sure that that they're familiar, uh you know fulfilling the great commission to urban urban christians and 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 uh you know re- to reach urban people.
1: Uh one thing is we could start with with fellowship and I think in that in that setting um that leader or that pastor you know would would, would go to the the leadership of the you know the black church, you know, go through protocol. <coughs> And loosely, you know, uh, uh, form a, a relationship or, you know, some type of rapport with the with the pastor and the, the deacons and uh, things like that. And, and sit down and talk. Uh, it start, it starts with that. And then, you know, carry on with the members, you know, uh, fellowship. And then, um, you know, it can be whatever um whatever is, 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 is doable for, for the congregation, you know, what well now is uh, w- with COVID, it's a little different, but, you know, in the past you, you, you could, you know, have certain days like, Hey, we're going to invite you over to, you know, we, we're having this uh celebration, you know, special day. We want you guys to be a part of that. And, you know, uh, we, this, uh, this would be for, on, on both parties, uh, not only for the, 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 the white church or the the black church, but, you know, it has to go beyond Sunday, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and forming, uh, some general, uh, real genuine, uh, relationships, you know, um, outside of its Sunday, uh, experience. So, but uh, a fellowship is key. I know that fellowship. I believe that fellowship is key, and and to uh you know to form a, a relationship. And that's the basis of anything. You know, is to have a genuine uh, relationship and and to be open minded. And it, it takes a it takes a while because you know when you are uncomfortable or not really familiar. You know, with somebody, you know, it just takes a takes a while, you know. But you know, once you get through some of the the differences and the the awkwardness, you know, you should be <laughs> you should be fine.
0: Just sweeping in and just starting to do something in a community. Say you've been working on this community, and now this church comes in with all this all this money. That that can be problematic.
1: I would say this that. Whatever you do, uh, just be genuine. Because nowadays, uh, especially especially with this, so much tension and uh, uh, racial divide. And um, my thing is just be genuine. I feel like there are uh, some people and some groups that feel maybe guilty, or they feel like you know, well, if we don't reach out to the black community, if we don't include this, uh, even businesses, you know, Hey, we must include something that's tied in with, you know, with black history and black voices being heard, you know, it's kind of like it's a trend or it's, it's, you know, you, you try not to uh, offend somebody. And, you know, it bothers me sometimes. I'm just like, well, just be just be real, just be genuine, you know, because mm-hmm. it's from the heart. It is what you want to do. And not because you feel pressure, you know, from just feel pressure from the outside, you know, so you won't have a label put on you, but just it just needs to be, it just needs to be genuine. And and sometimes I see that. You know, some organizations, they they kind of use it as maybe a gimmick. Sometimes I feel like uh, some people feel like it's a gimmick when you bring in or you use, you know, uh, well, we want to help the minorities, and <laughs> you know, people mm-hmm. of color, you know. Um, yeah. And they put it out there, you know, for, every, for it to be known when I don't think that everything has to be publicized you know, if you're doing something, you just, you just do it. You know, I don't, I don't, they don't need to be in the cameras. There doesn't have to be, you know, a post about it (laughs) all the time. Yeah, That's what kind of, you know, you want to respect people's dignity. um, You know, if you're going in to to help a community, you want to respect their dignity and, you know, and not broadcast it <laughs> to the world, or have their picture up there with you, you know, shaking their hand and and you uh, helping them. Um, but it's there are so many interesting, um, I'll say, uh, issues or concerns within in within the black community because you, uh, I believe that the black church has to. Uh, in some degree, work towards gaining the trust of their people, um, because there are, you know, um, um, there are people, um, black people, that that they don't they don't mind when uh, a larger congregation or white church comes in. Uh, you know, they they kind of look at it like, oh, this is what our church is supposed to be like. But you know somebody's not managing the money right. <laughs> mm. Well, we could have this, but you know they 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 they're arguing over the money, and the and the and the deacons don't like the pastor, and you know, and this family is gets all the attention, and you know, so. Um, hey, hey, quick, quick tip
0: that happens in white churches too. <laughs> <laughs> But see, you
1: know, and, and see, that's the thing. We're so separated. We don't know, you know what I'm right. saying? Exactly. Like, yeah. We, <laughs> we don't know. We just like, well, it's it's, it's better over there, you know. That. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. uh, that's that's another, you know, that's a, a, a another problem, a unique issue that you know the church uh, needs to. Uh, you know, work on building the trust in some in some settings. It's not all 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 black churches, you know, and it's a lot to compete, uh, that the black church has to compete against. Uh, because first of all, people are looking for they they need help, you know, like if you need a job, if you need income, and all you are presenting is, you know, hey, come to church, brother, come to church. Well, Mm. will I be fed? Um, will I, you know, uh, point? Will you point me in the right direction to get a job? <laughs> you know, if right. all you telling them just come to church and then when they get there, it is dismissed, and you just like, I'm, I'm in the same boat, <laughs> you know, right? But
0: uh, I really appreciate this, Christopher. Um, I hope that this conversation is just a starting point for people who, who are listening. So where can people follow you and um learn more about about what you're doing?
1: Uh, I'm on Facebook. It's Minister Christopher Perkins. And I'm also on Instagram. Um you can follow me. I think you can type in minister, Minister Perkins or Minister Christopher Perkins. You can find me on Instagram. Um, I'm on TikTok. <laughs> I'm not dancing <laughs> on anything on TikTok. <laughs> but uh <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying it out. I, you know, I'm not doing anything crazy, but I'm also on, on TikTok as well. it's uh, the same thing, Minister Chris Perkins or Minister Christopher Perkins. Mm-hmm. And you got a podcast too, right? Oh, yes, yes. I have a podcast as well. Uh, it's called The Underground Church Podcast. And you can find it on Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Anchor, Anchor FM, you know, pretty much all the podcast uh, platforms. So, yeah, I have a podcast which is doing doing well. It's, just, it's growing slowly, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm going into my second year with it, so <laughs> I mean, I'm really enjoying it and, uh, Hey, I, you know, hopefully, you know, you could be a guest, uh, one day on the, on the podcast that, you know, we just, we just keep this fellowship going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be a great, great idea to, to, to keep this going, man. I really appreciate your time. I know that, um, I I know that you work nights, so, 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 (laughs) so so daytime is usually your rest time. So, um, I, I appreciate you making, making the time available to be on the podcast.
1: Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I uh thank you for the invitation and you know, um there's so many things uh to be covered. So uh, you know, I, I definitely hope that this was uh a, a, a icebreaker and you know, to open people's uh get their, their interest their interests going and, and you know about urban apologetics and, and then um just apologetics and Christianity abroad, you know. Uh I really Thank you for this opportunity, man, and I hope you are blessed.
0: Once again, big thanks go out to Minister Perkins for joining me on the podcast today. I will have links to all of his social media as well as well as his podcast over at strugglingforpurpose.com slash the number 34, and I hope that you'll really connect with him and that this will be a continuing conversation where we talk about how we minister different portions of not only the body of Christ, but the world around us. As always, if you want to reach out and support this podcast, you can go to strugglingforpurpose.com slash coffee, and there you can buy me a coffee and support the podcast. Thanks for listening, and thanks for sticking me in your ears.